mountain rose out of the clouds. A silent island adrift on white sea billows, stained crimson and violet by the setting sun. Limbs shaking, weak from exertion, he dragged himself onto the rocky ledge. Jagged black walls surged up to the rugged peak looming over him. For three days he had climbed, driven by desperation, clinging to the bare rock face as desperately as he clung to his last shreds of hope. Now, without wings, he could go no higher. Is anyone here? His voice shuddered against the rock, lost in the whining wind. The mountain stood silent. Please! A flurry of wings beat against the wind and he turned to see a great bird, cloaked in scarlet feathers, alight on a boulder at the edge of the shelf. Golden talons gripped the rock, and golden eyes peered out over a golden beak. He knelt in the creature's shadow, cast by the setting sun. I come to make my plea to you, wings of the mountain. He fought to keep his shaking voice steady. I have heard that a request may be granted to those with the strength to climb and the courage to ask. He awaited the bird's response, but it only turned its head to fix its golden gaze upon him, and around them the wind wept against the stones. Please, he cried, beating his fist against the passive mountain. The bird clicked its beak and he fell silent. Many come, it rasped, seeking power, seeking riches. Peasants, beggars, kings, and lords of men come to make their pleas, which are you? I have little gold and less power, but tell me your price, and whatever I have, I will give. The bird shook its crimson feathers, beating its wings and throwing its head to the sky. Its harsh, barking cry reverberated off the mountainside. What use is gold to a mountain, or the word of men, fleeting as the clouds? Then tell me the cost. There is nothing I would not do. The bird examined him before turning to gaze out over the darkening clouds. Jump. I'll die, he protested, but the bird gave no response. He stood, walking to the edge and gazing down to where the wind stirred the clouds. Frustration overwhelmed him. Three days he had climbed, three days wasted. I have scaled the mountain, 
he yelled over the wailing wind. I do not have time for riddles or tests. Tell me your price. The bird only stared to the horizon, feathers ruffling beneath the fingers of the wind, and his shoulders sagged in resignation. If I do this, will I be granted my request? The golden gaze turned upon him again. There is no courage in the asking, only in the taking. Staring into the gathering darkness, he willed himself to leap. It was that he feared, not the fall. But he had only to jump, to force his feet from the rock. Then there would be no turning back, only the inevitable embrace of the earth. And if this was the price, he couldn't turn back now. Closing his eyes, clenching his fists, he jumped. Nothingness surrounded him, the wind whistling in his ears. He waited for the jarring end, but when it didn't come, he opened his eyes. He stood in the meadow at the foot of the mountain, the peak lost in the blanket of clouds. The breeze that stirred his hair was only the wind that rushed through the valley and past the tossing trees. His legs gave out, and he fell to his knees, all strength leaving him in his despair. He had failed. The mountain had refused his offering. He pressed his forehead to the earth, ripping at the grass, his wail of anger lost in the wind. The sun disappeared behind the trees, and the shadows lengthened as he lay in the grass, hollow with grief. Pulling himself up, he turned his feet toward the small house at the edge of the meadow. The last light of day faded as he passed through the low door. Inside, his wife sat in the shadow of the dying fire, her head bent, weeping, the cascade of her hair hiding the small bundle in her arms, and his heart crumbled within him. He knelt next to her. I'm sorry, he choked, hands shaking. I tried. When she lifted her face, he saw that she wept not from grief, but with joy, with relief after long suffering and the passing of a shadow after lingering in darkness. In her arms, the tiny face once flushed and mottled was clear and the dulled eyes bright. Her sob choked with laughter as a tiny hand reached up to her chin. He sagged to the floor. The mountain had heard his plea. He tried to wipe the tears from her cheeks, but his hand passed through her as through a fog, and when he called her name, she paid no more attention to him than the rustling of the trees. At the flutter of wings, he turned to see the bird perched on the foot of the bed, its crimson form immense in the low room. Is this death, then? The bird cocked its head, the pupil black in its unblinking golden eye. Does it feel like death? 
he remembered the darkness that had come over him at the foot of the mountain, when all hope had vanished and he tumbled into the blackness of despair. No, he said, cheeks wet with tears. He kissed their foreheads as best he could before passing back into the shadows of night. As he walked to the mountain, the great bird wheeled above him, glinting crimson in the moonlight, and behind him, upon the windowsill, lay a single crimson feather. Today's episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. Thanks for listening.